It's the real hip hop. Hip hop. The real hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz, and you're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to Washington, D.C. MC, Priest the Nomad. Priest released an album in the fall of 2022 called Receipts. Receipts chronicles Priest's 30-year career in the DMV hip-hop scene. On this show, I talk to Priest the Nomad about the D.C. rap scene, being mentored by the late great Biz Marquis and his new album, Receipts. So why'd you call a new album Receipts? Um, yeah, man. So yeah, the new album is uh, Receipts. Um, this year, I uh, got my start in 1992, rocking at clubs in D.C., man, uh, from the, you know, from the DJ booths rocking. So I'm celebrating 30 years uh, this year, man, of DC, DMV, hip hop. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was just the time. We got a documentary happening as well, talking about a lot of the um, infrastructure uh, issues and things in DC that have kind of, you know, made the different scenes the way that they are and all that. And um, so uh, along with the album, I just thought it was kind of time to to look at where we've been and kind of do like an audit of the culture uh, and my place in it, you know what I'm saying, uh, in this area, man. So, um, yeah. So uh, it was just kind of, it's kind of like part uh, part audit, part love story, you know what I'm saying, and um, with the culture and all that and just where we are and where we're going. Okay. As you mentioned, you've been in the game for a while. How has the DMV hip-hop scene changed over the years? Oh, man. Um I think it's, uh, well, you know, I'm from this, man. I'm from doing this from an era where, you know, in the time where it wasn't cool to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, uh, of course, you know our native music is go-go. I'm extremely proud of it. Everybody's from here. Extremely proud of our music, man. Uh, funk, bass, live. We're a live music town. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hip-hop has always been on the undercurrent. Um, it wasn't, you know, in the 80s, it was, it was, it was really love. In the 90s, uh, you know, I think <clears throat> some of the remnants got caught up in um, some street beefs against New York and D.C. So a lot of, I think, I'm later finding out that a lot of the reasons why a lot of uh, D.C. dudes in the 90s was, in the early part, uh, mid part of the 90s, wasn't down with the hip-hop thing because they just associated with New York. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and the same thing, you go up to New York, and you find from DC, it's like ah, that type of thing. So <clears throat> um, that had an effect on the on the scene, of course. But we've always had the talent, man. You know what I'm saying? And I represent that U Street art scene to help me build it in the '90s. So I've seen a number of different scenes. So we've always had the talent, just never had the industry here. You know what I'm saying? I think things have evolved now with the breakdown of the industry, uh, and there's no more you know labels, no more dictating and running stuff. And us being, you know, it's the is the era of the independent artists that has really leveled the playing field out, and a lot of um, people of like you know ourselves have been able to discover artists down here 
uh, that have been doing their thing. We write alongside the, you know, the other artists that, you know, I've always considered peers uh, that we just didn't have the access uh, to labels and stuff that a rat man or most definitely tell Kwali or, you know, Wu-Tang or whoever. Um, but we've always considered, I've always considered, you know, self peers, you know what I'm saying? to a lot of those cats, um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people in other areas, you know, do too. So that around the same ages. So I think, uh, the scene has definitely evolved. Um, I think now our generation, um, the Gen X people are now in positions of power. So now, um, we got people that's, you know, orchestrating things in the city, bringing a lot of the, um, you know, events with youngins together. So the younger cats get to see us and get to learn about what it was here pre-Wale. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, in, that, in that sense, it's definitely um, evolved a lot. And a lot of, a lot of youngins, and I think a lot of cats is doing their thing uh, from the trap youngins to cats my age and everybody's kind of doing their thing. So I think it's a beautiful time for us in the DMV, man. Okay. Um, the song Live at the Party has a great feel to it. It's it's a feel that I believe hip hop is missing right now. What did you feel when you first heard that beat? It sounds so soulful. <laughs> I think it's about that time. Yeah. We live at the party. Uh, you are rocking with the incomparable DJ Spinner. Yeah, I am Griefer Nomad, aka Mr. Move Something. Your host for this evening's festivities. Live at the party. Slim ain't gon' hold you Politics or gunplay, they will fold you Better say quick who you with before they approach you They beat, but they hold true like tofu Might chop them up like snares and pro tools DJ Spinner, food for the soul Y'all microwave dinners, kicks and snares Baselines jumping off the top rope like Ric Flair Huh man, ladies in the back flirty on it DC hip-hop, I put 30 on it Priest the nomad, nigga, how you figure me? And Spinner ain't dropping beats, hard as some corn liquor Yes, y'all, to the beat, y'all Thug niggas and poets, he balanced like the seesaw Things in my teeth, I eat that beat raw All right, y'all, well, all right, y'all Yeah, uh, oh, what you gon' do? Lil' shorty got the lace like Moulin Rouge Beats with the thump, bet you gon' move Move something, keep it thumping, yeah so nice, uh, Patron at the bar, now she's so sice, uh, how you gon' carry it, wings and rice, alright y'all, well alright y'all, come on, get, get, get funky with it, uh, DJ Spinner, get funky with it. Oh man, <laughs> shout out to my man Spinner, man, my man DJ Spinner uh, in New York, and that's a, that's a beautiful, another beautiful thing. Um, like I said, we, it kind of goes back to the breakdown of the industry, right? Uh, this cat wound up being a fan of mine hearing my stuff over the airwaves and other, you know, uh, XM and other stations of stuff playing our stuff, man. And um, he wound up getting wind of me. And I found out, you know, that he was a fan through a blogger who thanked him for turning him on to me. And and I was like, wow, you know, that I wound up reaching out to 
to spin a man. And then uh, he was like, oh, yeah, man. So he wanted, you know, throwing one of my songs from my last project out the house. He threw one of those songs on his um, Apple show, his playlist he has here called Here to There. Uh, he threw one of my joints on there. He was like, yo, I'm a fan. We wind up, you know, linking out. You know, I, I don't never let opportunities go, man. So once I feel he was on the radar, I was all up in the DMs like, yo, man, well, look, <laughs> let's talk, let's rap. And, you know, and it just went from there. So um, he was already, um, we would already talk then. We talked about the history and I brought him down. So I, earlier this year, I had a 50-30 um, a celebration event where I turned 50 30 years to celebrate 30 years of DC hip hop. So I, I brought him down here and, you know, and um, we, I, I, I had a couple other DJs, my man RBI, my man A Boogie, and I had um, a number of DJs. So I, I wanted to do it. I, I give, we from the era, man, we be big up the DJs, Slammer. The DJs first, right? So I, I, I totally believe, I got two records on my album that are homages to DJs, you know what I'm saying? Him and DJ Cool. So, um, I wanted to do an intro for each one of my each one of the DJs that was spinning. So, you know, it was like um and then so right, I think like the week before, Spinner had did this Aretha Franklin tribute. And he chopped up the daydreaming joint. And he posted it. And when he posted it, I just I flipped. I was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, I was letting my my folks hear it. I was like, oh, this dude is off the chain. And I was just him like, yo, dude. So it was just a running thing with us. So when I started bringing him down for the you know party, he was throwing me beats. He's like, I want to do a project. So we was throwing me beats and stuff. And so we will get a project done eventually, man, as soon as he slows down a little bit. Because <laughs> he's just all over the world right now. But um he was just throwing me beats, and I'm like, hey, it's, it's cool, this is cool, this is cool. And I said, but it's not hype enough for the party, right? So he was like, yo, I know you like that, you know, Aretha Franklin joint. Do you want that? And I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah. I said, I said, uh, yeah, man, give me that joint. I said, I, I got you. <laughs> and um, so I basically made, made live at the party basically – was a joint that I did for that my party event, uh, the fifty thirty event, and I had I said fifty thirty in it, and it like so we played it that night and it was crazy, um, and I was like, Yo, I think I want to use this uh, and keep that same energy because you know I love I'm a I came up rocking parties, so I was like, man, this is a dope party record. Let's just keep this. I took out the fifty thirty thing and I just called it live at the party. So, and that's kind of how it came about. But um, that's just right up my alley, man. Soulful, soulful sample chops and moves. You know, it's like I used to be a dancer. So, you know, uh, uh, 90 pounds ago, <laughs> you know, um, you know. Uh, so it, it, it was just, it appealed to those sensibilities, man. And, you know, so it's something that got me hyped. And I was like, I know what I can do with this. And there's a funny little story about that is that um, you know, Spinner's real self-guarded about his production, right? So, you know, he gave it to said, yo, just give me the beat, you know, but I'm, I'm an engineer, so I engineer all my stuff. I engineer for other cats, too, mix, mix projects for other cats. So I gave, he gave me the, the two-track, and um, so I basically separated the snares, and I doubled up the snares. Like, I, I chopped up some of the snares. So in that part, when I say I might chop them up like snares and Pro Tools, and the snare doubles up, you know what I'm saying? I did that. 
You know what I'm saying? So, like, I chopped up his beat. So, when I told him that, he was because Ross said, yo, I chopped the beat up a little bit. He was like, you did what? He was like, oh, man, come on. Man, let me hear that. Can I hear that? I said, bro, I got you. Don't worry about it. So, let me record it. I said, I'm going to record it, and I'm going to send it to you. I recorded the jump, sent it to him, Slim. About 10 minutes later, my phone blew up. He was like, yo, what the fuck? He was like, going crazy. He was like, yo, this shit is crazy. He was like, yo, what the fuck, man? Do you make beats? I was like, nah, man, I'm just an engineer. I understand. I got the sensibilities. You know what I'm saying? I said, I know how to size up, size up a jump. You know what I'm saying? So um, he loved it, man. And then we just, you know, we went with it. Um, and, and yeah, and there you go. And then, um, I wind up, I had two singles. I've already released three singles, two singles before that with videos, Guess Who and My Way Home from the album and, uh, over the spring and the summer. And then, um, so I just, I said, we got this DJ record. Let me just throw that out there real quick. So we didn't do a video or nothing, but we just threw the record out there for DJs and stuff. And yo, incredible feedback, man. So beautiful. You mentioned uh, My Way Home. And on that song, you speak about a friend who came from a good background but got caught up in the streets. Mm-hmm. I know of so many stories like that. Yep. Why do you believe that people with opportunities fall victim to the streets sometimes? Vintage got the heat. Seeing that canary in the coal mine Choking in the corner yeah. It was the corners that raised us Older dudes used to pay us Cops that would cage us Slim I done seen so many that fell by the wayside All those spirits of dead youngins Piling up to my waistline I used to dream hard My dude played ball After college he going straight to the league He gon' see y'all You gotta believe I thought he did Till he got caught with weight Down Brooklyn Manor Now we doing bids Damn He ain't even need that bread He came from some good folks His pops used to warn us about the game But it was the fame They got my man late eight years later I'm picking dude up from the fed gates He like damn Pete You way past grown Now we both struggling Trying to pay back loans Had a tear in his eye He said I was living a lie Tell mom sorry Trying to find my way back home You know fried chicken and rice With the butter She my queen so I call her my queen mother When everyone else leave me broken alone She said son find your way back home uh, peer pressure. I think it's peer pressure and social acceptance. Everybody wants to be social acceptance just runs so much. I mean, look at social media, right? So like the whole idea of social media, it has really revolutionized what people, people's behavior, you know what I'm saying? What people are doing on social media, a lot of these people would never have done like in person or, 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 or just in a group and all that. But they're doing all this type of stuff just to get attention, to get accepted socially for likes, right? So there's no you can't underestimate what 
You know, we are social beings, right? So we want to, whatever our peer group is, we want to get accepted. And that's how we fall victim. And, you know, there's the, there's the respect uh, aspect too. If you get money, you're doing this and doing that. You got a crew, you got respect. You know, there's all of that type of deal. And it's the lifestyle, the lavish lifestyle. A lot of times if you got money, it's just being able, it's how you got the money, the, the respect, running up on dudes, moving bricks, like... It's the lifestyle, it's the culture, right? That's associated with that. That was the Lord. That's why I said it was the fame that got my man late, eight years later, to pulling the dude up from the fed gates. So, you know, Pops warned us about it, but he got caught up trying to be a superstar, you know what I'm saying? And a street star. And um, I've seen so many, man, dudes that, that was nice on the court. You know, you, you know dudes that was nice with the, on the ball, playing ball. It's going out Georgetown or going to wherever, wherever you used to go. And um, and you see these dudes that was, nut, I mean, nuts. More talented than dudes who, you know, went to college or went to the league. But they got caught up in that game. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and my that, that song was just to say, like, no matter what we do, uh, we can always come home. You know what I'm saying? And what is... What is the idea of home? You know what I'm saying? With mama with the cooking and and you know and all that. So it was also used as a theme for my man, uh, Chef Rock Harper's restaurant um that he has in Arlington, Virginia called Queen Mothers. Um and so that's kind of where the you know, making a hook, the reference came. Um, you know, because our black women, you know, the head is we call her is the queen mother. So it's kind of like, you know, you coming home. And you can always come home to mama, you know what I mean? So, um, in a sense, not that you won't be held accountable, but you can always come home. So, yeah. Okay. You mentioned on the song, Where's My Change, how Biz Marquis took you under his wing. Um, can you share a story about your time with the late, great Biz Marquis? Um, I guess, I guess we'll start here. Time to check the books, you know, as they say. I guess sit, fuck it. No math. I felt like an alien in high school on this hip hop shit. Go go niggas used to clown me with the broads and they whips. That's some Bama ass. Nah, bro, I'm swift with the grammar ass. Used to battle niggas, take their lunch money outside their class. And that's a real free lunch program. Walked around with a mic around my neck to go ham on any dude who thought he was nice. A lot of folks wasn't feeling that though, so I paid the price. Fast forward to 92, the Ritz nightclub in DC. My man DJ Jamal showed me love, brought me up to that booth 1 a.m. at the party. Then my Mike and George P, but then I clear the floor. Jay say less. I did the guess, y'all, to the beat, y'all. Fuck, say sex. I went up in that thing raw. People cheered on the floor. Bras looking in awe. I went around all the clubs. Had to give them some more. From the Mirage to the Kilimanjaro. I followed my heart around the time I met Bismarck. It put me under his wing. I was a hard headed 20 year old kid back then. Trying to do my thing. I wasn't ready, but our relationship will last for years. Rest in peace, bro. Still trying to control my tears. Anyway, the story goes on. 
gonna stay true Few years later, I bumped into the freestyle you Now we elevating the art Got every crew around D.C. At the Cypher's you screen Ripping shit apart, I beg pardon Out of town, we had the heads bobbing Back here, they didn't get it yet Niggas question my jargon You wasn't rapping to a go-go beat You was speaking Japanese That's a bama shit, nigga, please I just wanted to rap what we was about now Everything changed when Scarface and Pop came out Now every nigga wanna rap Talking about who the best in the city You ain't been past your block, fuck up with that I rep the scene overlook Black Broadway, U Street We ain't recognized by a city All the poets and the MCs B-boys, jazz cats and artists with their spray cans Pumping graffiti Everything we did most was DC driven Most niggas Ray Charles couldn't see my vision Now I hop to the rhythm Everything I spit is God given Every crew, no priest, I'm all up in them Culture with the enema Vinegar, cleansing They dogged hip-hop I was still representing My pen touched your life on that loose sleeve page Like rings on the tree Tell a true life's age The nomad made my own world Doc Strange I put 30 on it, nigga Where's my change? Yeah Where's my change? Huh Yeah Come on, man Where's my change? I put 30 on it, nigga Where's my change? Yeah Huh Priest the nomad True indeed Put 30 on it But we gonna change Receipts Oh man, Oof, I got so many. Um, R.I.P. My big bro, man. Um, I met Biz because through uh, the dude who was managing him, Monty. So Lamont was a Monty was managing. He was um, we we were all on the club scene and we were in a dance. We were in a crew called House Nation. So we was you know was dancing and doing stuff like that. But then the cast started throwing parties. So it was a number of different party promoters on like the college scenes, like at the Ritz and the Kilimanjaro, those type of clubs here um, in DC. Um, and he was just part of that scene. And so when Biz started DJing, um, I think Biz said he learned how to DJ from Kid Capri or whatever. So when he started DJing, um, he was trying to get booked to party. So I think my my peoples was one of the first. You know, he moved down here. He was coming back and forth down here before he moved. Uh, they was one of the first to start booking them as a DJ, you know what I'm saying, back in 92. So when he's, you know, so he, that was that was the thing. It's, you know, he loved the way it went. So my man started managing him, and he was managing me at the time. I'm a 19-year-old kid, you know, um, and uh, uh, we was doing sound check. Uh, we, went, we did uh, University of Virginia, UVA's homecoming in 93, I believe. And, uh, and... Uh, 92 or 93. So anyway, we down there. I'm helping them set up the sound. And this is how I'm at biz. We set up the sound and everything. I'm doing the mic check. And I'm checking and I start beatboxing. And I'm beatboxing. Biz walks in the room. He was like, yo, who's that beatboxing? You know? And, I, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's Priest. That's Priest. He was like, yo, that he can rhyme too. And he was like, ah, he can't rhyme. I was like, I was like, you can rhyme. I was like. So, you know, I'm a DC, I'm a DC, and I'm like, hell yeah, nigga, I can rhyme. So I'm like, what's up? I can rhyme, what's up, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, for real? All right, so he had uh, my man, DJ Trini, uh, was with us, and he got on the tables and started rocking, the, you know, uh, the you know, beats, and this, yo, we went back and forth, you know, not, you know, going against each other, but just spitting rhymes and battling, and, you know, big crowd came, everybody was like, oh, shit, you know. So it kind of, 
you know, like that. And then so it was all good. I'm thinking that's it. Oh, man, yeah, Ryan with Biz, all that. Middle of the party. He has a party. We had a party that night. Middle of the party. It's like 3,000 people in that joint. That nigga stopped the record. Ever, ever. Priest to the stage. And called me out and pulled me to the stage. He was like, yeah, let's see what's up now. And his thing was, now that we got the crowd of people, let me see what you're going to do. You know, because he's like, yeah, you nice. Yeah, but let me see. And I was just like, dude, I was terrified out my ass. Cause I, you know, I never, I'm here freaking the honey slam. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't think he called me up, but you know, he's like, well, I'm here now. So what are we going to do? So we went at, boom, boom, boom. I started freestyling to all the people in the crowd. And, you know, we was rocking. But of course, Biz showed me what being an entertainer was. And I learned that night some valuable lessons. <laughs> and uh, but you know, after that, he was like, "Nah, man, you you know, you nice, you nice. You just gotta you gotta do some things and you know, roll with me." And because I was with Monty, and we all you know do things. So he you know we went to a number of places, man. Then I was homecoming that year, and then me, him, and Common wind up rocking at the Ritz and tearing down the Ritz, and it was crazy. Just. It was a crazy time and stuff. And then later, we, we kind of split up. You know, I went my way, my own path and stuff while he was doing this DJ thing. But then as I became an engineer, we linked back up and I was started engineering for him. So um, a lot of the stuff that he was doing for Yo Gabba Gabba, the Cartoon Network, those voiceover works, um, I did a number of those sessions. Um, uh, at the studio, I used to work at Omega Studios in Rockville, Maryland. So, um... And uh, so I used to do a lot of those ISDN sessions back then. And then there was another, uh, uh, he's living down here now. So there there was another studio in Bowie that I was freelancing out of and doing my stuff. And he wound up coming and doing his his verse for the Pop Duke album, the Bumpy Knuckles album um, that he was on with Knotts. So I recorded that verse for him. that so on that album as well. So, and uh, and shortly after that, you know, he was of course got sick and and all that. So you know, and um, yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's big bro, man. So he's he's giving me love on. He was on my manhood project, uh, giving me shout outs and love, and um, you know, and then I'm, I stayed in touch with his wife Tara during this whole time of his sickness and you know closer to the family and stuff like that. So. Um, so yeah, we're going to carry on that legacy, man. And it's, it's beautiful because through him, through that situation, I got cool with other people like Don Michelle and, and, um, and, and I met Cool V and, and them that I, you know, not too long ago. And, um, you know, and we just we carried that legacy on, man, no matter what. So RIP big bro. Word, word. Rest in peace, Biz. Yeah, man. Okay. 30 years in the game. What would you say is the most important lesson that you've learned in the music business? Hmm. <clears throat> um, I think the most important thing that I've learned is to stay true to who you are. You know what I'm saying? Stay true to who you are and define what your particular goals are out of this thing. Um, because not everybody wants the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I think I've avoided a lot of stuff. Of course, I suffered. I've I've caught some a lot of L's during the timing of when I first got started and what was going on. Um, but I avoided a lot of BS, man. Just simply staying true to the culture and staying true to who I am. It's a bit. It's been a much longer road. <laughs> a lot of sacrifice, but everything that I've achieved has been groundbreaking, I think, um, in a sense. And as I look back on it, being from this area, coming up the way I couldn't, choosing the path that we chose, um, now it's part of DC cultural history that we're documenting now. Uh, because the, 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 the a lot of stories outside of Gogo are not even known and recognized by the city here. And that's one of the things that we're, we're trying to change um, where our names are recognized nationally and internationally, but the city doesn't even know all the people that have come through our art scene here. You have Chadwick Bozeman's. Um, I was in hip hop theater with him uh, play Howard called Ron Deferred. We all got tight together. In fact, the cat who drums um, Jabari who drums with him, he was part of, Ron Deferred with us, part of my clique, Freestyle Union, all that. So we all came up. Now the chick who runs that, ran that play, now runs the Apollo Theater in New York, Camilla Forbes. Um, Ta-Nehisi Coates, huge best-selling author. I was his first cover story in the city paper. He worked at the Washington City paper down here. All of this stuff came through D.C., through the U Street art scene. Poets, authors, filmmakers, you know, my man One Nine, who did my logo, um, actually did uh, the Nas Thomas Illmatic documentary. You know, and also um, the LA is Burning with John Singleton before he passed. So it's so much Citizen Cope, Soldier, like all of these <laughs> monumental beings that are national uh, and international beings that have come through our scene. That's not even being recognized by the by the city because they just don't know. They don't know the stories, and so we're we're linking all of this stuff together, man, and, and, and bringing this out. And we're going to um, you know, we're going to get into the museums, brother. No bull. So it's just really for me. That's what I want out of it. I want legacy out of it. You know what I'm saying? I want the work that we put into this uh, to be generating for my grand, my kids' grandkids. You know what I'm saying? So um it just depends on what your what your goals are with this thing. And this is the type of industry that whatever you're looking for, you're gonna find it. And it might, but you gotta take what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people swallow that pill or do some unimaginable things for that fame, man. And um you know if that's the path you want to take you know, so be it, you know, God bless you, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, it's for me, it's important to uh, be true to my community and my people, man, and, and the culture and not cheat, you know what I'm saying? And not cheat the culture, not cheat the people. That's why I know certain things will happen because we do things the right way. You know what I mean? We go the hard way, the hard drudging up the mountain, <laughs> nonlinear scale, right? Uh, up the mountain. So so whatever we attain, we'll never lose. You know what I'm saying? We won't get it and then lose it real fast. You know what I'm saying? 
because it's an arduous journey. You know. Okay. Last question, man. Who is the receipts album made for? Um, it's made for the culture. It's made for the culture and in our area, the DMV hip hop culture here, uh, because it discloses a lot of things. Um, you know, a lot of people who know me know. Um, some people don't know. Some people don't know some of the things when I go through where's my change and I go through the chronology, right? Um, a number of people don't know that. Um, a number of people don't, you know, and I said it goes with the documentary too. So it's going to uh, it's going to resonate um, and solidify a number of things here. So again, it's for the culture and to put a, a, a light and through the lens of what we went through in the artistic community here. And this is not just for me, this is beyond me, right? This is for any, all my peers and people that came up that have gotten casted to the side that you don't even no longer hear about that, you know, that I don't want to get erased, right? I'm determined not to have certain people and not certain things in the race to help solidify and establish the artistic scenes here. You know what I'm saying? So that's to me is life's life's work. So absolutely. Priest and Nomad, thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast. Appreciate you, man. No doubt. Appreciate you all too. All right, all right. All Peace. right, man. All right. Peace. The real hip hop MCM and DJ from your own mind, you know. I just right now we should start the show.